Hello there. Welcome back to the First Aid Woodworking Podcast. My name is Paul Hyatt, and I'll be your host. We talk about craftsmanship and finding meaning in our lives. I hope that you enjoy this podcast and that you will like, subscribe, and share it along with other people who might be interested in stuff like this. Thank you, and God bless. Hello there, and welcome back to the First Age Woodworking Podcast. Um, I figured today I would just kind of um, speak out loud about an analogy that I tend to use in a lot of the classes that I teach through Homeschool Connections and that I've taught throughout the years. Um, one of my favorite courses to teach is a course on Western, uh, Western Political Philosophy, and uh, it's called Western Political Thought. And it's a really, really fascinating course. I, I really, really enjoyed um, teaching that course. <clears throat> and there's a lot of really, really helpful analogies that I used to give to my students um, pertaining to um, really, I, I mean, like any anytime you're talking about philosophy, uh, you're talking about how to live a good life or how we ought to live our lives, okay? So while I was more so interested in um, philosophy from a political standpoint, because that's you know what I really really learned when I was at university and stuff like that, um, uh, you can't help but get into the more ethical side of it and wind up um, giving analogies and talking about how uh, to best lead one's life. So one of the things that I talked about pretty extensively and and used as an analogy um, throughout much of my teaching was this idea of uh, of the good craftsman being a reflection of the good man. Um, now, I don't necessarily mean that literally in the sense that you have to be a craftsman in order to be a good man, so don't read that into what I'm saying. That That's not really what I'm saying at all. Um, it's just the idea of being good at one's craft, no matter what that craft is, and then that imparting itself on you a great amount of, of goodness, and it ultimately leading you to living a more fulfilled and better life, where um, uh, in my own life, uh, leading me closer and closer uh, to God and further and further away from darkness. And that's, I really, I, I really, really think that that's what you ought to be striving for. Um, uh, maybe I'm odd in that, that I felt like for much of my life, I've been sprinting away from darkness and trying everything that I can to run closer and closer to the light. So I am a teacher, uh, and I'm also a craftsman, and I've also done a lot of other things with my life, but, but really, these are the things that you could say that kind of make me who I am. And 
no matter what it is I've wanted to take on in my life. So this is just kind of some practical advice that will hopefully kind of lead you to a, a, a better place, maybe. So this is me giving you some, some just good life advice here. Uh, when I became a school teacher, I started out um, being a, a public school teacher. And uh, when I was a student teacher, even, uh, I just had determined that if I'm going to be a teacher, then I might as well be the best teacher that I can possibly be. And, uh, um, and I'm not meaning this as, as um, to, to brag or anything like that, but I was actually chosen from among uh, the, the teachers that were in my program uh, through Ball State University. I was actually chosen to be um, one of the best uh, teachers. There was some award that I got for it. I don't even know where it is anymore, but I should find that, though, and like put it on my wall. I, I am quite proud of it, and um, it, was, it was an amazing accomplishment, uh, especially considering all of the things that I uh, had going on in my life um, when I was uh, finishing, finishing up my student teaching and, um, you know, staring down what I, what I wanted to do. And, uh, uh, and I graduated from university after, um, having that experience, uh, got away from teaching for uh, a little bit there and didn't really necessarily have any plans of, of coming back to it. But again, it was as if like by trying to be the best, even for that short amount of time, it's like, I wound up having a calling that wouldn't really let me go um, because I, I left. I worked a couple of um, odds and ends jobs that I wasn't really happy in, uh, and then I got a call from an old friend, um, Paul Simzak, who I've had on the podcast, uh, asking me if I wanted to be a teacher in the greatest social studies department in in the world, and I said, "Well, yeah, sure. I don't have anything better to do." So, so I went. Uh, I went back to teaching at the same school, and uh, and that was truly a blessing. Because again, when I went back into teaching, uh, I took it really, really seriously, and I determined I'm going to be the best teacher that I can possibly be for whatever period of time I plan on teaching. And and I didn't plan on teaching for the long haul. I I planned on being there for a few years and then figuring out. Uh, what I wanted to do with my life, I didn't necessarily consider that um, being an educator was just like the the final um, step for me, and I still don't think that is. I think that's why I wound up getting into craftsmanship and and uh, and woodworking and all that good stuff. Um, uh, but I I did determine I was like, well, but you know, no matter what it is, I. Um, uh, no, no matter what it is I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And that was just something that was uh, instilled in me and something that I've just always seen as a good thing to do with my life um, ever since I can remember. So, I mean, um, all the way from, you know, being a local um, uh, stock boy and... Uh, uh, grocery bagger at uh, Bill's Foods in Hartford City, Indiana. It's no longer there anymore. Um, to helping out on uh, small farms with like baling hay and um, uh, helping 
harvest stuff for greenhouses and plant stuff for greenhouse or plant stuff for greenhouses, uh, delivering pizzas, um, working in the food industry, being a marine, um, working retail, working sales. No, no matter what these things were, uh, I I always wanted to be the best at them that I could possibly be, even though none of them I considered to be um, the the careers that I wanted. Um, teaching has just kind of been that thing that has always constantly, um, you know, uh, come, come back to me. Uh, there's, there's kind of no escaping that particular destiny. And I don't say that in a, in a hateful way or anything along those lines. It's just funny how the world works to me that, uh, uh, though I have stepped away from education a, a couple of times now, um, it, it appears that, uh, me and that field are on a on a crash course for, uh, a, a crash course for destiny, I guess. Um, uh, but like ultimately trying to be, um, the best at those things to go in front of those kids every day and to pour myself out, um, which is, you know, kind of, that's what, what St. Paul really talks about. Um, and much of his ministry is that, you know, he feels like he is, is leaving no rock unturned and pouring himself out as a libation to the rest of the world. And that is kind of where my uh, teaching career uh, wound up taking me, was that though as a public educator you're not, you know, necessarily paid the greatest, um, a lot of people would say, like, that it, it's not one of those careers that you should just bend over backward to be the best that you can be at it but there's just something about those kids every day and uh and and teaching through homeschool connections now uh teaching online which is remarkably different um it's still you know like if i uh, get a question from a student i i will bend over backward in order to um to lead them closer to the light and further from darkness um and uh, uh, so my, my point in talking about this, um, and, and it's the same in, in woodworking, that um, uh, if I am going to build a piece of furniture, that's why it, when people will ask me to build them something, I'm like, eh, I mean, it's going to take a while. Uh, it's because uh, if I consider it to be worth building, then it's worth building well. It's worth building to the best of my abilities. So that doesn't that 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 means that I'm not necessarily going to um, go as fast as I possibly can because that's when you tend to make a ton of mistakes, and uh, and it and it doesn't turn out to be. Then I see basically a, a ton of mistakes when I look at at this piece of furniture, not maybe what uh, what other maybe you would be very very happy with it, um, but there are those projects that are that I've done in the past that you know, I'm, I'm not happy with them because I rushed through them and they, they certainly could have gone better in my mind. But, um, uh, but opening oneself up to the good, opening oneself up to, uh, allowing the goodness that is in the world, um, through, uh, these endeavors that we go on of being a teacher or a craftsman, or an artist, or a lawyer, or 
a janitor or whatever it may be, um, when we open ourselves up to um, being the best that we can at that one thing, then I've just kind of noticed in life that um, that, that uh, imparts itself on us. It's like it embeds it into our souls. And I think that that is one of those things that, you know, like when, when you embody trying to be a great teacher or trying to be a great woodworker or trying to be great at anything, um, then that calls you to be moral in, in more ways than one. Um, so, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, we'll take, for example, being a, a great school teacher. You know, if you want to be a great school teacher, um, though there's, you know, nothing wrong or nothing illegal with, uh, with drinking alcohol or something along those lines. But if you're coming into class hungover, right, you know, you're probably not going to teach the greatest lesson you've ever taught, you know, or at least you, you probably won't be able to appreciate, um, uh, how good your teaching was in that particular day. Um, it's awfully hard to teach and function well uh, if you're a married man uh, uh, and your house is very, very dysfunctional. Um, so I guess kind of what I'm uh, hoping to talk with or hoping to point you all toward is that, um, you know, if you want to be good at this one thing outside of the home, then I would say that it tends to lead to things being remarkably better inside the home. And then instead of just having uh, this fragmented portion of your life that maybe things are kind of sort of going okay over here, but probably not, um, it's kind of a way of having your cake and eating it too in the sense that you can um, uh, have joy across the board. You can have um, uh, happiness uh, more abundantly than just in in bits and pieces here and there and uh and i and i have just kind of noticed that um a person it, it doesn't seem as if you can keep them separate whether you want them to or not so it seems to me that when a person has their um uh their their family life falling apart it also kind of seems as if their work life also falls apart um or if their work life falls apart, then it also kind of seems as if their family life can wind up falling apart as well. And these things are not good. Um, you know, like it, it's not good when families fall apart. And I hope that we can agree with that. And that, um, you know, God instituted um, uh, marriages in the family. And that it's best to keep these uh, together at all costs. Um uh, and there are dark forces in the world that are seeking to be able to destroy those things. And you need to be vigilant against those things. And again, one of the ways that you become vigilant is by gaining some wisdom. And the way that you gain that wisdom is in part by, um, I think, uh, getting out there and uh, living your life well. So like, you may not be able to articulate why something is good, but if you act it out, and it winds up having a good result on your life, well, then what happens is that um, you, you become better. Um, you, you become more fulfilled. You become more full of joy. And people really, really like that. Um, 
uh, they like that a lot. They like people. You know, I, I used to have students that uh, they would uh, they would tell me, and and don't take this as me being like the greatest teacher in the world. I already feel that way every time I go into the classroom, whether people think it or not. Um, but when I uh, would have students, I, I would always start a class just asking students when I was public school teacher, um, you know, how's everybody's day, you know, and, and uh, I would just, you know, a lot of um, people might look at that and, and be critical because they would say like, well, you know, don't you feel like you're kind of wasting time? Um, and perhaps I am. But by just simply asking that question, when I would uh, ask students later, it's not a huge sacrifice of time, right? It's maybe five minutes each class period that you're asking people. And, and then as a teacher, you genuinely um, act uh, uh, interested in these young people's lives. Um, uh, so, so when you do that, um, I, I heard this remark repeatedly as a as a teacher and from their parents, uh, from these kids' parents when they would come in for parent-teacher conferences and stuff like that. They would be like, uh, I just really like that, you know, we start our day when you uh, ask us how we're doing because it just seems as if you generally care about what's going on in our lives. And of course I do, you know, I mean, like that, that's the thing is, and I'm not meaning that in the sense of like, I care about the drama that's going on. I don't really necessarily care about that, but I want to know if things are going well, you know, like I want to know if, if a, a kid is miserable or not, you know, and, and if they are, maybe we can bring them out of that misery a little bit. Um, so that they can have a little bit more joy in my class. Um, that would, I think, maybe make things remarkably better for everybody that's going, you know, it's like, if we're going to be here, we might as well be happy to be here, right? Um, uh, so I mean, um, uh, just that that idea, though. But 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 again, like that's a that's a question of like I didn't have to do that. It's just a question of like, well, what's you know morally best to do here? Um, you know, in a in a seventy minute class period, um, what's going to impart some moral goodness um, both ways? You know, like what is going to um, help me to be morally better. So it's like, well, I'm, you know, trying to be considerate of, uh, my students. So that's why I'm asking them this question. Um, and then it's also, you know, uh, allowing them the ability to tell me what they think and, 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 uh, and what they've got, uh, going, like what their challenges are and perhaps what everybody else in the class might be able to, to learn from that. <clears throat> um, I feel like my throat is, it's the allergy season here in the wonderful state of Indiana, so it's where the weather cannot determine what in the world it wants to do, so I feel like my voice is somewhat hoarse and cracking today. Um, so, uh, so you know, I mean, again, like, as a craftsman, you know, it's it's very much the, the same thing that, um, you know, you go into your shop, and you look at these materials and you're like, how can I call out the best in these? And um, when you determine that that's what you want to do with your life, that you want to, to be this great uh, person to, to, to uh, take part of this great tradition um, that's been handed down from one generation to the next in a pretty unbroken chain <clears throat> for, you know, God knows how long because 
you know, I, I, I do know that for like the, we can trace the, the dovetail joint clear back to, um, like the, the construction of the pyramids and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, this is a very, very old thing that we're doing when we, when we engage in hand tool woodworking and, uh, people have considered it to be a worthwhile thing to do that has called out the best in them, uh, for a very, very, very long time. Um, so, I mean, allowing, uh, the goodness of that craft, um, to permeate our lives and teach us, uh, valuable lessons of patience and courage because it, it does, I mean, it takes an act of courage. You know, you're, you're going to foolishly take up a craft that you probably don't know anything about, <laughs> um, uh, but you're going to be a student to that craft, um, uh, and, uh, and allow it to impart it's, uh, it's truth, beauty, and goodness on you so that it, um, acts to you as a light in dark places is a, is a pretty incredible thing to be able to, um, uh, to look at. Now, what would be the alternative? You know, like, uh, uh, so let's say that you are listening to this podcast and you're like, this guy, uh, has no idea what he's talking about. He's living in fantasy land and, um, or a, you know, like a very Tolkien-like uh, view of the world, very, very Shire-like um, uh, ideal um, way of looking at the world. And it's like, yeah, no, absolutely, I do have a very, very ideal outlook. So those criticisms are very, um, I, I do tend to be more platonically minded when I um, uh, engage with the world around me. Or in other words, I'm um, striving after the truth for its own sake, and I'm uh, striving to impart that on my students and impart it in in the work that I do. Um, so I mean, so yeah, I mean, I guess you could uh, claim that I'm naive, but I but I really don't think that I am, and I'll prove my or I'll, I'll make a point to that here in a little bit here. But but I suppose what would would the alternative be uh, to to what I'm saying? Uh, some people might look at the situation and say, well, you know, there, Paul, if you uh, give yourself fully over to something and then it doesn't work out, then you wind up um, uh, having that thing that was supposed to act as that light and dark places. It kind of becomes the that dark thing. Um, uh, to, to which I uh, kind of reply that, yeah, I mean, like that, that can happen, um, but typically only if we allow it to happen. Um, so, I mean, there are a lot of uh, just terrible, unforeseen things that can take place in our lives. And sure, like, we can allow those things to dominate our consciousness and be those things that define us, and we can um, crumble in front of it and, uh, and, and make us lesser, um, rather than rise to it and, um, and, and, and try to overcome it. Um, but, 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 um, uh, so, so like you could make the argument that it's like, well, it'd be better to, uh, your, your job doesn't really matter. Um, which again, right there, I don't, I don't think that that's a, a so I'll, I'll take that point first. Um, 
we, we could say that, well, in the scheme of things, your, your job, the things you do in life, these things don't really matter. Well, um, it's going to be awfully hard to find a meaningful life if that's what you are wanting to do. I mean, like, uh, typically, you know, I mean, I, I've typically always had at least two jobs. So like when I was teaching, I was coaching. Um, so I, I, my, my point being that, um, I have spent, um, definitely over eight hours a day, uh, virtually every day of my life, um, uh, working on something pertaining to my career. <clears throat> um, so, so sure, um, you know, like you, you could, um, uh, or, or, uh, um, so that, so that's a lot of time to be working on, uh, on your life and on your career and things along those lines. Um, and I mean, it's, it's almost like the majority of your life you, you spend it working, right? And, uh, I, I really, really don't think that it's, going to necessarily, I think you're pretty naive to assume that, you, again, you can separate those two out and that your job cannot matter, but the rest of your life does. <laughs> so, so I, I happen to think that that, uh, you know, I mean, again, I, I don't think that you're going to, you know, live this, um, how would we even describe something like that? This like sanitized lifestyle at work where you're just a machine mindlessly going through the motions in order to be able to earn a paycheck and then not when you come home also be a machine that mindlessly goes through the rest of your day um you know i don't know ignoring your family on social media uh, that seems to be a pretty common one these days um uh you know um uh just mindlessly consuming um brain dead stuff online. Um, so, I mean, again, it, it doesn't really seem to me, uh, that you're going to be able to, um, say that your job doesn't matter. Um, I, I, I happen to think that that is completely and totally wrong and, and illogical, uh, to, to conclude that. And it's ultimately because everything that we do matters. I, I heard Jordan Peterson talk about that one time. There's a YouTube video, maybe if I um, can find it, I'll embed the link of it in this um, in the description of this of this video when I put it on YouTube. Um, but he talks about you want to have a meaningful life. Uh, fine, everything you do matters, <laughs> but everything you do matters. You know, I mean, like it's not it's kind of a, a warning thing. It's not necessarily one of those things that um, uh, it's not just like, oh, okay, everything I do matters. So therefore my life is good. It's just like, no, are you ready for that responsibility? Are you ready for every breath that you take to have to be oriented toward, uh, the greatest possible good? Um, uh, so I mean, uh, uh, my answer to that is hopefully yes. You know, like I, I do want to, um, be the man after God's own heart um, uh, in, in virtually everything that I do. So again, if I, um, want to do that just as a, as a rule of thumb, <laughs> uh, uh, that would also include, uh, one's career. Um, uh, but ultimately this is also a discussion of, of trust. So, I mean, again, a person who, um, you know, wants to think that they can live this double life, uh, be critical of the idea of, um, 
uh, be, be critical of the idea of doing your best in your career because ultimately it doesn't matter. Um, you're also a very, very untrustworthy person, I, I would say. Um, so you are, you are unwilling to uh, graciously and uh, courageously extend your hand out uh, toward the, the possibility of the good because you fear uh, being burnt. Um, and again, uh, I don't think that that makes you uh, good. I, I, I really, really don't. I, I think that makes you very, very cynical. Um, and uh, uh, it makes you very, very jaded. It makes you a person that is uh, more than likely incapable of, um, of uh, true emotion, like of actually feeling the joy um, of being able to recognize the extraordinary in the ordinary. Um, and, and you just kind of have this mundane melancholy. You know, I, I really do happen to believe, I, I heard someone speak about that once, that um, uh, the, uh, uh, the devil just kind of wants people to be in a constant state of joyless melancholy, where you're just like, you feel as if you're workplace is your oppressor rather than a place that you can um, uh, uh, unite with the greatest possible good to be the best that you can be in your respective field. Um, uh, again, it, it's just, it, it is, um, it's a, a nihilistic, narcissistic, um, egotistical way, I think, of, of viewing um, your career, and it's all embedded in the idea that you cannot trust. And that's the problem, uh, is that as individuals living in societies that we do have to actually have trust because that's kind of like the fundamental thing that uh, um, makes the world go round. So yeah, the kind of the basic fundamental uh, uh, thing that we, we have to have in society in order to be able to act in the world is trust. Because how could I walk out of my door each day and uh, plan on doing anything if I didn't trust the idea that someone's not going to try to, to gun me down, you know, to, to, uh, to kill me before I uh, get, on, get along with my day? Um, so, I mean, the kind of one of the, the fundamental natures of reality is one built out of this idea of trust. So yeah, I mean, like if, and if you are a person that can't trust um, that, that, um, that, that life and your career and everything is not against you, then, then ultimately, um, uh, if you are uh, un unable to, uh, uh, to, to trust others, it's like, is this so much a, um, is that so much an observation of the world around you or, or is it a confession of who you are as a person? You know, um, uh, is it that you um, don't trust uh, the the world around you because the world around you is flawed, or is it because you yourself are a very very untrustworthy, um, maligned person? Um, and I tend to think, based off of my experiences in life, that the 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 latter is typically more true than the former. Um, it could be wrong, but I don't think that I am. Uh, just based off of my observations of the world and of my career and my, um, my part in it and all that good stuff, um, 
uh, I have tended to, uh, you know, just just noticed that um, when we attempt to be the best that we can at something, uh, even though many people wouldn't necessarily see the reward in it, you know, the number of times that I've been told by people that are very close to me, you know, well, you know, Paul, all you have to do is just, just you know, learn that, you know, none of this really matters. <laughs> I, there's just something about that that is so incredibly untrue. Um, uh, it, it just it, it speaks of, of a universal untruth to me. Um, and why you would want to live your life that way and think that way and think that things are going to be better for you is... Um, uh, I don't think that that's um, evident at all. I think that that is a, a very, very negative, nihilistic way of looking at the world and that you, you shouldn't um, try to look at the world that way. I think that it's going to be that thing that leads you to darkness um, and, and not to the light. Um, so, as I typically uh, end a discussion like this with my students, if you're going to be a craftsman, be the best one that you can be. If you're going to be a lawyer, be a good one. If you're going to be a teacher, be a good one. If you're going to be a scientist, be a good one. No matter what it is, if you're going to make pizzas, do all of these things to the best of your ability and allow that goodness to imprint that, uh, uh, to, to, to leave its mark on who you are fundamentally as a person. And then hopefully if enough people uh, determine that they want to choose the good, that they want to be the best that they can possibly be. Um, uh, hopefully that leads people to God, and hopefully that leads us to a much better, uh, more prosperous, a more peaceful, uh, beautiful, good world. So uh, uh, hopefully uh, you picked up some of what I was putting down on this, not really rant, but um, a bit of a discussion. And uh, hopefully it'll bring it into your life and it'll make you a little bit less um, negative of a person and things along those lines. So um, thank you and God bless. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. I hope that you'll like, subscribe, and share this information along with people who may be interested in it. God bless.